Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. It's very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. The following is a fourth-hand production. to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello! Hello! And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we break it down, Jimmy, as you know. We do. We take it into the family room to study it, but then it's more interested in a better, more attractive podcast than leaves us for that one. <sighs> On today's episode, we take a look at Season 2, Episode 9, entitled, Not So Ugly Duckling. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS, All Access, and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime! Amazon Prime! So, that was a good, uh, that was a good opening. That was a, that was a good intro. Thanks. You know, I good. do have a whole season ahead of you. So. We even synchronized yeah. the sigh. I don't know if you noticed that. But even both of us were what? like, we even synchronized the sigh. We went, oh, <sighs> we both did it. <sighs> Hell yeah. Aww. We're like sisters. <laughs> and uh, right out of the like gate, Jane I do want to apologize. What? <laughs> right out of the gate, I do want to apologize if my audio sounds a little reverberated because I am recording in a different room today. Well, I mean, I, so, I, I mean you could have went to the bathroom before we started. Jesus. I mean, it's kind of weird <laughs> to record the dumpster. I was like, let's just record now. It's fine. Yeah, right? You know, you just had to do it now. So. Well, if you hear little plop plops, you know, just ignore it. <laughs> so this episode you said is about, or not about, but it's called the Not So Ugly Duckling. Indeed. So have you ever felt like an ugly duckling growing up? Like that's such a generic term, not generic term. That's such an old fashioned term. Like I've read the book. I'm sure you've read the book, but I mean, I don't know if kids nowadays yeah. know what that means. But it's basically where you feel out of place because of your looks. Have you ever felt like that? Um, <laughs> every fucking day of my life. 
and that's not a joke. Um, I'm still waiting to be become a swan, and yeah, it's well, it's a little bit different for me because, well, I guess everybody can say that it's different for them, but because I had to grow up with red hair, freckles, and it's cool for girls, you know, because mm-hmm. girls, you're usually you're like just super hot, you know. Um, or you're super not. It's like one or the other with girls. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And but as a boy growing up with the red hair and freckles, it's not fun at all. And uh, hmm. I'm very self conscious on the way I look. And um, and there's a there's a scene in here that really hits home for me. So interesting. I felt yeah. like it growing up because not because of the way I looked, but by how shy I was. Um, I was extremely shy with girls. And I, yeah. I guess I kind of, one way I wrote it off was just convincing myself that it was just because of my looks. So then you find out later in life that girls had crushes on you. You're like, damn it. So I've, I'm, I've been there as well. I, I kind of felt like that. <clears throat> well, yeah, I've always been shy because of my looks. Like mine always boils down to looks, you know, not always, but I, I, I'm very socially awkward still to this day. I'm very socially awkward. Like for instance, yeah, I was going to talk to uh, Earlier this week, <laughs> earlier this week, I had to mail the package off to my son in uh, back in Orlando, and <laughs> I was stressing about it for days. Just the thought of having to, because I, I can't even remember the last time I had to mail a package, and especially now during this COVID bullshit, you know, yeah, like yeah. I don't know what they're going to expect of me. Like, I'm, like, do I walk in as like, should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? Are they going to get mad at me or yell at me if I'm not wearing a mask, or if I am? <laughs> Are they going to think I'm weird because I'm wearing a mask? And I was like, okay, but besides that, like, what do I, what do I, I was like asking people like, Hey, how do you mail a package? Like you already had, do you have to find a box or they have boxes there? Like, do I just go there with the shit I want to mail? And go, Hey, I want to mail this, you know, this teddy bear and this fucking, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're sending off. And, you know, like these panties and this fucking, you know, bowl of gravy. Like I want to mail this to someone. And it's like, so, you know. And they go, okay, and they just do it for you? Like, I didn't know. So I had, like, social... I had anxiety about this for days. I kept putting it off. And so, <clears throat> finally, I just manned up, and I was like, I have to mail this off today, and that's it. So <clears throat> I went through with just the shit. I didn't have a box, because I know they have boxes there. And plus, I looked at the website, too, and it says that they do, you know? <laughs> so I walked in, and I was like, <clears throat> they're like, can I help you? And I wore the mask, you know, and just, like, everybody else in there. And then uh, I was like, I was like... I need a huh? you know, because I had the mask on. <laughs> and, uh, they're yeah. like, excuse me? I'm like, I need to mail this off. And I was like, fucking. And like, you need <laughs> to mail it? And I was like, God, I want to rip it off and go, yes, I want to mail it, you know, but anyway. <clears throat> and they're like, okay, just put it down here. And uh, really, I was like in and out in like two minutes. And it was like super easy. And I fucking stress for no reason, but that's usually, that's my thing. So that would be, it would be so funny if like, you had to bring your own box and the mail clerk you chose was like a real asshole, like a sarcastic asshole. He was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with it? You want me to wrap this in tape or like put it in a, in a Publix bag? Like, what do you want me to do with this? Hey, this guy over here just gave me a pile of crap to mail and that man, everybody starts laughing at you and shit. That was, that was just funny. Is this a bowl of gravy? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so oh, that'd be so awesome. 
So yeah, it all boils down to like my looks. I'm never happy with my looks, and mm. anytime a girl isn't interested or I get dumped or whatever, I automatically assume it's my looks, and I know that's what it is. And I'm very self conscious. And it, if somebody, if I'm in a, a room with people and I hear somebody giggling, I know it's about me, and it's because of like how I look <laughs> or because of like like I'm. Yeah, I have I have issues. I need that's why I, I love therapy. being married. That's why I love being married because I never oh, have cool. to worry about that again. Thanks. I'm single for life, but that's cool. I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> but I'm glad you, I'm glad I'm married. So I don't deal with that bullshit. Hell yeah, yeah it sucks to be you. Yep, being married is awesome. Or being married, being married is awesome because <laughs> you never have to worry about shit. <clears throat> I guess I can't make a relationship last longer than three years. So hmm. there I go. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> I just got, I just got all quiet like Daddy hit Mommy at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> that's funny. All right. It's like, yeah, I can't make a relationship. Can't make a relationship last, but you know, I constantly text and Marco Polo the same guy for thirty something years. I don't know why. I keep oh. going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what I, I'm talking to Jimmy for the seventeenth time today. Why is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Do any of your girlfriends have a problem with you and Jimmy's relationship? <laughs> what? No. Do, do you? you? No. no. Well, sounds you like you do. Like I would. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've never heard that from anybody ever except you. It sounds like you do. No, I don't. I'm just saying. Whatever. Actual conversation I have with an ex-girlfriend. I mean, I've had reactions like before, Megan. I've had reactions like, let me guess, you're talking to Tech. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. I was like, hmm. is that a problem? She's no, no. Just you talk to him a lot. Like, okay. Yeah. If I'm on polo and I'm like in a relationship with somebody or whatever and talking to somebody, or even my kids will be like, Let me guess you're talking to Jimmy. I'm like, no. Then it's Ron. I'm like, no. <laughs> then if it's not any of you two, then then automatically, according to my daughter, I have a girlfriend now. <laughs> you know. Who is she then? Are you seeing someone? What's her name? How come we haven't met her yet? I'm like, no, it's I'm not seeing anybody. (laughs) Well, for me, it's usually like, man, I haven't heard from Tack and Marco Polo for like five days. Oh, he must have a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And then that sixth day, you hear from me, dude. I started seeing this girl. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then three days after that, "Eh, she's a bitch. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) She goes to me for no reason, probably because my looks. I still say that it's not really funny when a guy asks you, do you want to go with me? It's not really something to laugh about. You know what I'm saying? Um, what's especially, that especially when they have to build up the nerve to dial the last digit of the number. Oh, oh, oh. It's not really that funny. It's not It's not really grounds to go, <laughs> can you repeat the question? That's kind of a bitch move. I'm just going to throw that well, out there. Well, whatever. Forget about her. She's a fucking redheaded, freckled chick, so fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> We're all ugly. No. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I'm not bitter or nothing. I don't keep hold on to that shit for you know twenty something years. But yeah, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, this is where we take our first break and uh, buckle up, kids, because we got ourselves a Jan episode. Heck yeah, and, uh, a doozy. <laughs> Actually, this is a pretty famous episode. So it is. Yeah, yeah. So get ready. Okay. All right, we'll be back. Dude, don't even worry about it. I mean, I've got it all figured out. We'll have him back before John and Brent even know he's gone. Everything's going to be okay. All right, man? Let's just 
start the promo and get it over with. What are you two jackasses doing? The Inhuman Experience is a weekly, not-so-typical paranormal nerdcast where we attempt to explore the strange and the unexplained. And we borrowed Conspiracy Bot in the hopes that some of that Hysteria 51 juju would rub off on us. But boy, were we mistaken. I thought nerds were smart. You guys are two of the dumbest meat sacks I've ever had the displeasure of conversing with. See? That's why I don't like robots. Racist. I will poke out your good eye. Blades, get him. Listen, my name is Bobby Anthem. His name is Bobby Blades. We are the Inhuman Experience. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, I don't know, Commodore 64, Easy Bake Oven, pretty much wherever you're hearing this right now. Whatever. I can't believe John and Brent let these two jackasses on fourth hand. And we're back. All right, so we got the Brady Bunch Season 2, Episode 9, entitled Not-So-Ugly Duckling. Let's get into this. It first aired on November 20th, 1970. Almost your birthday, Jimmy. Heck yeah. Actually, next episode will be pretty close. Hell yeah. Uh, written, written by Paul West, which I don't believe we've seen his name No, yet. I don't remember his name. Uh, directed by Irving J. Moore, and I don't know if we've seen his name either. Who are these guys? I don't know. Hmm. Well, fun fact, according to IMDb, it says the Brady's home number is 7620799, but I beg to differ, Jimmy. Exactly. According to episode two of this season, The Babysitters, yep. if you remember, we clearly see the phone number when Mike dialed to call home from the restaurant. It was something like 4111111 or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but whatever. Yeah. Uh, continuity is a bitch. Yeah. So, I did some research, and uh, we, we're pretty sure they live in Los Angeles. Yeah. And there's tons of, like, area codes in Los Angeles, I think. But the basic one for L.A. is 213. So, I figure 213-762-0799 is the Brady House. Exactly. That's what I would think. Let's give it a call. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't, like, attempt it, then our listeners will be fucking pissed. Well, probably there. Well, we already have two of them pistas anyway. So, well, we're gonna have more. Exactly, we're gonna have all of them. We have all like seven of them. Mad at us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> kind of scared to call. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Someone's gonna be like, "Hello." <laughs> like, is Jan there? Is well, this it's, George? It's only seven fifty-eight. They're going on eight o'clock at night. True. It's not that late. And you go, let me guess, you're calling for the Brady Bunch. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your people? Stop fucking calling me. Yeah. Well, plus, we're going to need to get their permission to be on the podcast. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'll track us down somehow or know it's for a podcast. Yeah, right, yeah. <clears throat> well, all I have the number dialed in. I just have to hit send. The bitch hitting that last number. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the. This is new school phone, Jimmy. I oh, can have true, all yeah. the numbers dialed in. Yeah, you're and right. And then I just have to hit send. True. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll do that at halftime. 
Huh? We'll do it at halftime. Oh, yeah. Listen for the end of the episode. Yeah, we'll exactly, do it then. Yeah. Oh, good one, Jimmy. There you go. Now they have to stay for the whole episode. Heck yeah, they do. I mean, why would they not want to? I know. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where we actually call the number. Boom. All right. So let's fade in here. We open up and see Jan in the family room studying with a boy. This is her crush. We know this by her physical actions in the beginning of this shot because she pauses, stops, looks at him, and sighs. <laughs> yeah. The only thing missing were like her hands together and brought up to her shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as yeah. cartoon hearts floated around her. <laughs> Very peppy. The boy has his, yeah. yeah, the boy has his head buried in a book while he studies. One thing I noticed was when when did they get a record player? I think that's always been it. Was it against the back wall? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if Clark was sitting here, it was to his left, like right. on the couch? Yeah. That's always been there. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Although, um, I'm glad you're paying attention to furniture because we have a new piece of furniture in this episode, and that's going to come later in the second half. Oh, I thought you were episode. talking about that round table. I was going to say that they've always had that table. I just think it no, usually no, no. has a, no. um, a table We won't see it until later. Yeah. Oh, it's time. Yep, it's time. You know what the sound means. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. It's going to keep going for a second. <laughs> yeah. Scene two. Scene two. Cut to Jan running into the kitchen where she's greeted by Carol and Alice. Carol asks how studying is going as Jan grabs an apple from the fridge. Jan says, terrific. Clark is so wonderful. So super. Oh, I can't believe it. Alice comments, well, I'll take that one just like him in the big economy size. <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck should you say? So Alice, <laughs> Alice don't give a crap if he's of age. <laughs> we, well, know, we already know we that know from that. the past episode. But the she does boy. prefer them to be adult in size. She just don't care about age. Right, right. Just right. economy size, whatever exactly. that means. Right. But large, I'm guessing. Yeah. <clears throat> And also, they went to. She went to the fridge to get two apples, not one apple. Okay. Yeah. So Jan exits, and Carol says to Alice, "Little girls are so funny." Jan was so worried she'd never have a boyfriend. Alice says, "Well, let's face it. Eleven years old, she's not getting any younger." <laughs> <laughs> Next, Marcia enters the kitchen, and she asks where her math book is. Alice says it's in the family room, and Carol reminds her that Jan is in there studying with Clark. Marcia ensures her that she will not disturb them. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of cool, the acting part on Carol and Alice. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but when they were saying, you know, little girls are so funny, like they're actually keeping their voices down and slightly whispering because Jan yeah. is is right in the other room and there's a big open thing right there that, you know, the, the anti-Alice room where Alice is allowed to peek through the whole thing. <laughs> like right. they have that hole in the wall for Alice to peek through, so... Yeah, she could hear easily what they were saying. So I thought it was kind of cool that they were keeping their voices down. I thought that was a nice yeah. touch. It took me a second. I'm like, why are they whispering? I'm like, oh, that's right. Because she can hear. Yeah. Um, a little attention detail, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, scene three. So next we cut back into the family room. When he, <clears throat> when here comes Miss fucking thing strutting her shit in. Yeah. <laughs> she announces to the room, hi. Jan says to Clark, yeah. oh, this is my sister Marsha. And then Marsha, with a little snoot in her voice, this is Clark Tyson. Just then, Clark sees Marsha, and his eyes light up and jumps up from the couch and says, Hi! 
Marsha looks down on him as if he's a peasant bowing down to his queen and replies, Hi. Jan sees that Clark seems to have taken an interest and doesn't look pleased and says to Marsha, We're studying for a geography test tomorrow. Marsha says, Well, I'll get right out of your way. Clark chimes in, No hurry. Jan looks pissed and Marsha just smiles at him, grabs her book and leaves. Marsha knew exactly what the fuck she was doing. Of course she knew what the fuck exactly she was doing. Exactly what she, she was, was doing. She was like, oh, there's a boy in there? I'm going to fucking... Exactly. Well, I will, I will, trust me, this ain't going to take long. Like, yeah. Nope. Nope. Jan scrunches up her face. Clark says to Jan, wow, you got a neat sister. Jan asks uh, with a worried look on her face, you think so? Clark replies, how did you ever get a sister like her? Jan sighs and says... Just lucky, I guess. Mm-hmm. Marsha, a little fucking almost thing, man. It ain't enough that she dates like three boyfriends a, day, a week. Like she's got to steal Jan's boyfriend too, right? Like, we get into that a little bit later too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Scene four. So later that day, Jan comes home through the front door, and she is greeted by Mike and Carol. Mike asks how her day was. Jan says, "Just terrible. The worst. Really, the worst. I'm so mad. I could. Oh." I'm so mad. It was the weirdest delivery I've ever heard of yeah. a line. <laughs> well, all of her deliveries are weird because I don't know if you've noticed how frequently she shakes her head no when she talks. It's like anytime she's trying <laughs> to, any try, anytime she's trying to emote any kind of emotion whatsoever, she, her head starts rocking back and forth. I, I don't understand. That. <laughs> it seems to me like she read that line as if like she was told, say the line as it's written. Right. You know, don't make it your own in any way. But make sure <clears> they know that you're mad. Well, it's uh, like they wrote it in there. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I could, uh, I'm so mad. Right. <clears throat> so she like, okay, don't stray from the line. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Just terrible. The worst. Really the worst. I'm so mad. I could, uh, I'm so mad. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, like, uh, I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Like, that's what that line sounds <laughs> right, like. Right. You know? <laughs> It was written by fucking what's that what's that guy's name? I forgot his I name. I can't remember now, his but. name, but this is the <laughs> first time we him. this is the first time we saw that guy's name. So it is possible. I've worked with directors before that did not want the lines changed. True. So it's possible there are some he was just like that are dicks like that. Like I, I was in a show I was in the, the the premiere show, like I was in the first instance of the show being performed and I played the lead part in it. That's it. I just want everybody to know that. No, um, um, and the <laughs> and the author was in the audience, right? Yeah. And I got off stage, and he comes up to me, and he goes, "You know what?" He said, "I contemplated for two weeks on whether to use as well as or in addition <laughs> to." For two weeks, <laughs> I went back and forth trying to figure out which one sounded better. And he said, "And you got up on stage and paraphrased and said also." <laughs> and he goes now granted your version sounded better it sounded more natural but that's not the point like that's not how I wrote it so there's some writers that are just like that so. well like I mean I've written scripts or whatever and yeah, yeah. I'm all for like making it your own unless mm -hmm. it has to be specifically said just like this for like a joke to work or yeah, yeah. for a story to work or whatever other than that I don't care how you say it as long as you say the right. line somewhat so like her line is just terrible the worst really the worst I'm so mad uh I'm so mad I would have just been like oh my god today was terrible it sucked yeah. oh my god I'm just mad like well, I probably would have yeah. said it like that 
Well, it's like I've done a few shows, like specifically Shakespeare, when you're dealing with like Othello or, or the Shakespeare show that we did that you came to, anything like that, you, you have to get it right. You has to be dead on. And this might be one of the guys that studied Shakespeare and, you know, feels like the, the line should be said the way yes. it's written. So. Well, Robert Reed did, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Robert Reed, Mike then asks, did something happen at school? Jim replies, something didn't happen at school. Clark didn't even look at me. Ooh. I saw him at lunch, and I passed him in the hall five times. Ugh. Carol tries to help it and says, maybe he had something else on his mind. Jan says, he sure did. Marsha. Mike looks surprised and asks, Marsha? Jan goes on to say how it's all her fault. Jimmy, you know what happened next. Jan storms out of the room mm-hmm. in a huff. Exactly. Mike then looks at Carol and asks, what's Marsha got to do with Clark? Carol says, well, I'm not sure, but I think our blue-eyed daughter has been spitten by the green-eyed monster. So, Which is all said correctly, but it was worded funny and it's too much. So, wait a minute. Does, I thought all the daughters had blue eyes. <laughs> they do. All the kids have blue eyes. Well, Robert Reed had blue eyes as well. but Yeah, I think everybody in the house had blue eyes. That's what I thought as well. <laughs> um, and also... <laughs> No, I mean, because they're specific. They're like our blue-eyed daughter. Okay, all of us have blue eyes. Which one? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the reason why I laugh at that is because we had on one of our reviews, written reviews on Apple Podcasts. Right. I think it was there. Somebody commented and and how (laughs) stupid we were. I think it was you and I. Maybe it was a guest. I don't remember where. Me and a guest. Maybe it was me and you. Were trying to figure out if. All the kids have blue eyes. Oh no, because Greg has green eyes. Well, it was like I think I think it was a guest, and I was sitting there going, "Well, do all the kids have blue eyes?" I don't know. And we went back and forth on it forever. When an easy, easy, quick Google search could have just figured it out. <laughs> and the the commenter was just like, "And you fucking contemplate for fifteen minutes on whether the kids have blue eyes or not." And here we are again, going, "Don't they all?" Have blue well, was eyes? it a negative feed? Was it negative feedback? Yeah, it was negative feedback. Do we ever I get positive the, feedback? We do all the time. If you oh, look okay. on there, look. Yeah, we do all the time. We just this was uh, he. This guy was already bitter about oh. you know the episode I'm talking about with the guest I had. And okay, yeah, you know, um, it was that same one. Another thing I noticed though was Jan looks so much taller in this episode. Huh. I mean, maybe it's because mm-hmm. they had her in those goofy looking jeans. But I mean, I say goofy because I would expect them to be bell bottoms, but they weren't. They were actually somewhat normal fitting jeans which made it look even weirder um hmm. but yeah i don't know she seems so much taller when she walked in i was like damn she looks tall but <laughs> i don't know all right scene five upstairs now and we see marcia brushing her hair in front of the mirror miss hot stuff <laughs> jen walks in and mocks her by saying mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest one of all marcia looks confused and asks Hi, what's with you? <laughs> you know she want to be like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Jane gets right to the point and doesn't waste any time and folds her arms and says, I want I want to know what's with you and Clark Tyson. <laughs> Marsha turns around and asks so fucking smugly, who? <laughs> like she does like she didn't fucking know who he is. <laughs> who are you talking about? What? <laughs> I don't know this Tark Tyson. What did you say? I don't know. Yeah. 
Jenny immediately calls her out on her fucking bullshit and says, don't pretend like you don't remember after what you did yesterday when Clark and I were studying and you came in strutting your ass and shit all over the fucking family room. <clears throat> Marcia continues to condescend her and says, oh, him, your little friend from school. What a bitch. This is awesome. Yeah. Jen defends herself and says, He's not my little friend from school. He's taller than I am, and he's the best-looking boy in my class. You, uh, you came in there on purpose just to turn your icky old charm. Turn on your icky old charm. Marcia then says, are you kidding me? Why would I be interested in him? He's only a child, and I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jane goes on, he's not a child. He's 12. <laughs> Marcia defends herself and says, you are being ridiculous. All I did was walk in there and pick up a book. Jen says, well, if that's all, if that's all, then why did his eyes pop out of his head? Marcia then smiles and says, well, I can't help it if his eyes popped. She smiled at that shit. She's like, well, like her job I was fucking complete. I can't help it if complete. he, if he like, got a hard on because I walked in the room. <clears throat> God. Jan finally accuses her and says, you were trying to steal my boyfriend and you know it. Marcia then continues to brush her hair and pulls out truth. She says, this is fucking good. She goes, Jan, mm. if boys don't find you attractive, don't blame it on me. And I was like, damn, that's fucking good. And what's, what's Jan fucked thinks up is, about, what's fucked up is Marcia does not give a shit how she made Jan feel. She dropped that <laughs> shit on her and just like, I'm gonna go back to brush my hair now, ugly bitch. And she just starts yeah, she to truth bumped. God. And Jan thinks about what Marcia just said and leaves the room with her head down. Well, Jan or Marcia didn't put her down. She just said, you know, if boys don't find you attractive, it's not my fault. I'm yeah, not but doing there's anything a lot to do Marcia that. says without saying it. I gotcha. I'm not you know saying I mean? she's like, in the wrong. Like she told wrong. that boy in the first scene, you know, you want this without <laughs> saying a word. I mean, and yeah. she just told Jan, you know, you're fucking ugly, right? Without saying a word. Right. Like, and even if that boy was like, I want to do you, uh, Marcia still wouldn't do him. She no, just likes not, fucking no, no. attention. Right. Yeah. I've met girls yeah. like that. Shit's annoying. Yeah. She just likes the attention. Yeah. Just then, Mike and Carol walk in and ask what is going on between her and Jan. Marcia tells them that Jan came in there accusing her of stealing her boyfriend <laughs> and that she, and then says to them, Imagine a mature person like me trying to steal a 12-year-old. Mike doesn't seem convinced and says, well, you must have done something, honey. <laughs> and Marcia said, have you seen me? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Marcia exactly. says, not a thing, honest. Yesterday she was studying with Clark in the family room and all I said was hi. Now what's wrong with that? Carol chimes in and says, well, it depends on how you said it. Hi, or hi. Exactly. Yep. Marcia giggles. Carol knows what's up. Marcia giggles and says, Oh, mom, it's nothing more than sibling rivalry. <laughs> Mike and Carol look at each other. Marcia continues, That means competition between brothers and sisters. Mike says, Oh, glad you cleared that up. As long as you're smart enough to know what it means, let's see if you're smart enough to put a stop to it. Marcia then says, I'll do everything I can. But it's really up to Jan. Once again, mm. truth bomb again. Like, yeah. where did this fucking sudden maturity shit come from out of Marsha? Well, somewhat maturity anyway. Yeah. She's just like, I mean, mm, she's good. I just hate Marsha because, like, 
she has this attitude like, well, if Jan wants this guy to like her, then she needs to be hotter than me. Like, that's her attitude. <laughs> like, she needs, luck, she needs to convince <laughs> this guy that he shouldn't want me. And that's like her attitude. And plus, like, why is Marsha... with that, Jan. Why is Marsha mm-hmm. acting so jealous of Jan? I don't think she's acting jealous. Oh, I, I took it that way. I took her as she's acting, like, jealous as hell. Like, she hates the idea of a guy liking Jan. I don't think that. I just think that Marsha knows she can steal any boy she wants. Right. And she just wanted to see if she still got it. And she knows that she could, and she's good with that. Yeah. She's not jealous of Jan in any way at all. Um... She'd, she'd do the same thing to if her mom started dating some dude or if Cindy started dating some little boy. She'd do the same right. exact fucking thing. She don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? clears throat> so. Hmm. Scene six. Next we see Jan at the boy's bedroom door and Greg is in there working on a camera trying to fix it. Jan says that she needs some advice about boys. Greg says, I thought you females knew all about us poor dumb guys. Jan sits on the bed and says, well, this is for a friend of mine. She met this real cute guy and everything was groovy until all of a sudden he lost interest. Why would a guy do this uh, to my friend? Greg mocks her and says, well, maybe she's using a wrong kind of toothpaste. <laughs> he then goes on, well, how should I know? He probably found something about her he didn't like. Jan asks, such as what? Greg replies, Maybe she's got a face that that scares snakes. Jan says she doesn't. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying this. Jan says she doesn't. I'm just kidding. Greg asks if she's too fat. Jan looks down at herself quickly and says, no. Greg asks, too thin? Jan says, no. Greg then says, well, it's got to be your crummy face. Greg then looks at Jan and asks, who is it? Jan then sighs and says, just some unfortunate girl. Jen thanks Greg for the help and leaves the room. <laughs> it's so funny because Greg's like, maybe she's fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you're talking about 12-year-olds. Like, exactly. Yeah, like, he's so blunt about it. Oh, maybe he looks like she got hit by a truck. How about that? <laughs> he's so mean, man. He's being mean without realizing. But also, like, did you realize how big Greg's ears are? His ears are eras. His ears. Yeah. This is going by your writing. His ears are huge. Uh, oh my God. I never realized that. I mean, no, and they, I they don't really stick out. Huge. They're not like radar dishes, but I mean, they're like, they're tall. They're <laughs> huge. They're like adult ears on a little kid. <laughs> Speaking of uh, her ugly friend, quote, quote, friend, I was going to make a joke and I, you jumped in too fast, but oh, sorry. <laughs> now I want to say it anyway. <laughs> no, you're fine. You didn't know. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, maybe I'll add this in back there. Um, (laughs) Maybe your friend, like, (laughs) I heard this saying one time and it fucking cracked me up. I think it was actually your niece, Amy, posted it on Facebook. Uh Uh-oh. But I I read it, it was so fucking funny. It said, uh, um, maybe she fell out of the ugly tree and banged every dude on the way down. (laughs) (laughs) I've always liked, maybe she got beat, beat, maybe somebody beat the shit out of her with an ugly stick. (laughs) Uh, All right. Scene seven. Next, we cut to the bathroom where Jan is looking at herself in the mirror and says, yuck, Greg was right. Rotten freckles. Jan then sighs and leaves the room. 
I, I, I put a note in here. I a hundred percent felt this way growing up. Not because I had freckles. Um, because of course not. Because imagine my, if you did, it'd be way worse, right? Well, I had freckles when I was really young, like you know, like before second grade kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but because my head is was enormous. My head was the same size when I was in in grade school than it is now. And it, I, I looked like Charlie yeah. Brown, man. I was, I had this massive head sitting on top of these little shoulder, and my kids have the same thing. And it's to the point, no lie. Like Luke, my three year old, will be on the couch, and he'll lay down, and his head will like <laughs> fall off the couch. Whoa, take careful there, son. Well, his head will hang off the couch. You know, he slides a certain way, and he he has trouble getting back up again. He's like, because ah, his head's so heavy. <laughs> So. You know, it's so funny, like, because you have, like, this complex, I guess, about the size of your head. Yeah. And I never even noticed he had a large head until you pointed out to me, like, several <laughs> times. I mean, you even keeps, well, my nickname is, is Melonhead since yeah. I was a small kid. I remember the first time you told me that, I'm like, why? Because I have a big head. And I'm like. And you looked at me, you're like. You do? Damn. Damn, you got a big <laughs> head. What the hell? I never, I still don't know. I mean, the only way I know that it's true is because you said, because you try on hats or yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to special order your bike helmet or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. You well, know. I got this big, like, baleen whale forehead. It's got this, anyway, I'm not going to go into the, <laughs> the mechanics behind my head, but, um, but yeah, I've 100% felt the way she feels. Because I look in the mirror and go, why do I have to have such a big, ugly, ET looking head? So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you do, but whatever. Let's move on. Now we're down in the kitchen, scene eight. Now we're down in the kitchen where Mike, Carol, and Alice are, and Mike looks in the oven and says, Cinnamon cookies! Alice says, Yeah, they're Jan's favorite. I want to do something to cheer her up. Carol then says, I guess this shattered romance can be pretty rough at that age. Mike laughs and says, Oh yeah, I remember when I was 10 or 11, I had a big crush on a girl. Had three teeth missing in front. Carol asks, you or the girl? Mike's like, <laughs> the girl? Uh, yeah, she was all gums, but I loved her. <laughs> she the, thought me over for a kid. Oh, she thought me over? I don't know. She dumped him for a kid who could whistle through his nose and then does a little impression of it. Yep. Carol then says, oh, Mike. Alice butts into the conversation that her employers were having and says, I once had an offer of marriage when I was seven. Looking back, I should have taken it. <laughs> Alice is sad. <laughs> but like, okay, like, like the serious question, like, was Alice like an old maid? Like you hear that term a lot, right? She is an old maid. But I mean, is this, <laughs> is this literally what it means? Because I she's, so. she's making this joke. And if anybody knows, feel free to, to write into the show because it's I'm, I'm, this isn't a goof. Like I'm, I'm legit asking, like because she makes this <laughs> comment. No, looking back, I should have taken it. Okay, she is a maid. She is older than Mr. and Mrs. Brady. At least she yeah. appears to be. And yeah, she's not married, and she's a maid. You know what I mean? Like so, like is she? Is this what an old maid means? Like, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. So Alice is literally an old maid. Yep. <laughs> wow. Hold on. Just then, Jan walks in and asks if she can go to the store. Carol says for her not to be too long because dinner is almost ready. Jan says, 
who can eat? And then she turns around and leaves. Carol then turns to Mike and Alice and says, I wish there was something we can do to make her feel better. Alice suggests that maybe they can give her some of her birthday presents in advance, which gives Mike an idea. Hey, better than that, how about a surprise birthday party? Carol says, wonderful, a party is a a sure cure for the blues. Alice then asks, you mean with balloons and paper streamers and cake and ice cream and everything? Mike says, yeah, you got an iced tea. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. Um, and Mike goes, yeah, the works. <laughs> why don't they ever talk to their kids? I mean, because like, <laughs> should they, we talk to her? Now, fuck it, let's just throw a party. They act like it's such a mystery. Get? Like, man, we really need to figure out what's wrong with Jan. Well, you know, we could go ask her. Well, that's just silly talk. Nobody talks to their kids. We have to figure it out like it's a mystery. Don't you know that? <laughs> well, they already know what's wrong. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Plus, yeah. she told them. <laughs> but, I don't know. There's not much that you knew. You know, it's like, well, she, he doesn't like her, so I mean, she's <laughs> ugly. So, I don't know what to tell you. So, what's wrong Can't with her? her, is, her it, is it because this boy don't like her? No, it's because she's ugly. <laughs> Which I still feel bad because Jen really isn't ugly. If you really look at her, she's really not ugly. No, she's, no, she's uh, not. No. All right. Scene nine. Alice then gathers up all the kids and brings them to the kitchen around the table. She says, now this is a very important meeting. High level, top secret stuff. Greg then says, Jan isn't here yet. Alice continues. That's the whole point. We are planning on her surprise party. Um, Sorry. We'll be planning her surprise party. God, why am I screwing this up? We'll be planning her surprise birthday party for Saturday night. The kids are all delighted to hear this. They all ask what they can do. Alice then hands out specific jobs and duties to all the kids. It's funny because Cindy Cindy makes a joke because Alice asks Cindy, you know how many um, candles to put on the cake, right? And she goes, yeah, <laughs> I can count so high I can even... <laughs> I can even put some on for your cake. And I, I just yeah. thought that was such a mean joke because they're like, this is old. <laughs> and then all the kids start laughing and stuff. It's funny. <laughs> Scene 10. Next, we're at Valley Drugstore. Jane is in there dressed in disguise. She's wearing a babushka with large sunglasses. The sales clerk comes over and asks if she's looking for anything in particular. Jan asks, well, I was wondering if you had anything to um, get rid of freckles. The clerk asks, freckles? Jan says, it's for a friend of mine. The clerk isn't buying her bullshit and in a patronizing way says, oh, for a friend of yours. Hmm. hmm. I suppose these freckles she has, they're a, they're a big problem. Jan says, they're ruining her life. <laughs> so that was funny. <clears throat> the clerk says, oh, that's too bad. Jen continues, they're making her a socio-outcast. The clerk says, oh, that is such a shame. Pretty girl, I suppose, if it weren't for those freckles. Jen goes on, I thought this was funny. Well, she's not bad looking. <laughs> I mean, not really ugly or anything. It's just, the clerk interrupts, those old freckles. Jen smiles at him and says, I can see you understand. 
The clerk goes on to tell her about the creams and ointments she can use, but he says he doesn't recommend them. Jen fizzles out a bit, but then the clerk tells her, you might suggest to your friend that a little lemon juice wouldn't hurt and to stay out of the sun too. Jen lights up and says, oh, I sure will. Thank you. The clerk smiles and Jen leaves the store. Doesn't like the way she came in. Doesn't doesn't the actress dress like that now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I like I mean that partially joking, but she does dress kind of artistically. Oh, you know I mean, like like how how you would imagine an artist dresses. That's kind of how she dresses. Because I mean, in all fairness, she is an artist. She is an artist. <laughs> um, yeah. So she she doesn't really dress too far off from the way she comes in, <laughs> especially with the scarf and stuff. Well, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. um, also, this reminds me. You ever read the book Freckle Juice? Uh, yeah, it was assigned to me as a kid. Was it? No. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, I did read it as a kid. I forgot all about that book, though. But this reminds me of that because in the book, you know, there's it's well, it's kind of the opposite. But in the book, there's this kid in the class that just really idolizes this other kid because this kid has all these freckles on his face and it kind of makes him stand out and. So he, he buys this yeah. this recipe for freckle juice and the whole thing. So it kind of reminds me of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, like this pharmacy guy, I think he's yeah. the one guy in town that doesn't know who, who the Brady's are. Because <laughs> any other episode, they'd walk into the pharmacy. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Brady. Hey, Jan, what can I do for you guys? You know, and this is the one guy in town. And it's within walking distance of their house. So you know they go there <laughs> all the time. And for some well, reason, this not. guy this guy doesn't know who the hell she is. Maybe that's why she picked that store. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. I don't know. But I am curious, like, what the hell was... Was the lemon juice, was that just, like, a red herring kind of a thing? Or... I, it seems like like lemon juice would be good for, like, exfoliating. Like, I don't think it would be bad for your skin. Because it is acidic, so I don't think it would be terrible for your skin. Right, but... As long as you wash it off. the freckles. No, it's not, no. But he was probably so, just giving her something harmless. That she would that wouldn't ruin her face or anything. It's like, well, first of all, you're gonna need some battery acid and a pencil eraser. Like, well, <laughs> like you couldn't do anything like that. So. Does your mom have borax in the <laughs> or comet? <laughs> comet and like steel wool. <laughs> <laughs> Scene eleven. <laughs> no, I have all these scars all over my face. But but are the freckles there? <laughs> They're not. See, now your scars are so bad, people don't even look at the freckles. Scene 11. Next, Bobby and Cindy enter the girls' bedroom carrying wrapped presents. When I first saw this, I was like, why are they going to hide them in the girls' room from Jan? Why are the kids hiding them? Well, because they wrapped their their presents for her. Yeah, but how irresponsible are the parents? The kids Why don't do have they have to be responsible for that? That reminds me a lot of me as a kid living at my dad's for the summers. Because right. we always did shit like that, too. Like, oh, I'm going to wrap this present for her, and then we're going to go hide it in my room under the bed. You know, just right. kind of shit. So, well. But, I mean, your parents had to give you the money to buy the presents, right? Mm, I assume so. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. I think I may have like had money from, I don't mm. know how, but. I don't know. Anyway, mm. so Bobby says that they need to find a place to hide them. Cindy suggests they put them under her bed. Uh, they both kneel down to put them under the bed, and just as they do, they hear the door opening up. Cindy says to hide, and then they both crawl underneath the bed. Jen walks in and shuts the door. In her arms is a bowl of lemons and a knife. She sets them down and cuts on cuts 
in on the lemon half. As she does this, Bobby and Cindy peek out from under the bed, and Bobby whispers to Cindy, What's she doing with lemons? <laughs> and of course, Jan can't hear him because they are all of three feet away from her. After Jan cuts the lemon in half, she begins to rub it all over her cheeks and nose. Bobby and Cindy are watching this, and Cindy says, I guess she wants sour skin. <laughs> Jan then picks up the bowl of lemons and walks into the bathroom. Bobby and Cindy hide under the bed again. Hmm. Yeah. Ask that. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Scene 12. Jan is now in the bathroom rubbing more lemons on her face. Just then, she hears Greg and Peter walking into the boys' room. Jan quickly hides against the wall and eavesdrop on the boys. Peter is saying, You should have seen that neat girl Clark Tyson and I were walking home with. Her name is Jenny Wilmer. Talk about cool. Now let's pause here for a second. Like, he... Peter is hanging out with Clark Tyson, right? Yeah. With some new chick. Right. Like, and he knows his sister's fucking like, oh, well, he doesn't like me anymore. And yet he's like, well, I don't know. Me and Clark Tyson were trying to fuck this girl, Jenny, the other day. So <laughs> he's probably like on her now. So sorry he's not into you anymore. I don't know. Oh, well. Um, so he goes, oh, talk about cool. Greg says, yeah, I saw her. She's not too bad. Peter continues, she's really neat. <laughs> All the guys in our class flip. That's impressive. <laughs> Every guy in the class can flip. That's, I wish I could do a flip. Impressive. Uh, <laughs> Greg comments on how he only saw her from a distance. Peter smiles and goes on. She's even better up close. Kind of crazy eyes and lots of freckles. Uh, boy, do they make her look out of sight. Jan overhears this and walks over to the mirror and says to herself, there goes your last excuse. It isn't the freckles. It's just dumb old you. And she cries. <laughs> um, this is the part that actually hit home for me right here. And that was actually really good acting, Jan's part right there. Yeah, it wasn't too she bad. She did a really good job. But like with, with you, though, like that kid Clark didn't like you because you were short. What's that? <laughs> I said that boy Clark didn't like you because you were short. <laughs> Because I was short. No, you said I was short. <laughs> no, you said this. This hit home. <laughs> this part actually hit home. Oh, oh. Like, never, mind, <laughs> oh. never mind. I meant like I got. I get it now. Yeah. <clears throat> no, just. I mean, Jan. The way she's acting here, like that's sums up like m me growing up, or right. even me now. Sometimes yeah. you know, it's like, and uh, th like that part like gave me the chills and a little lump in my throat when I saw that. And even just reading it just now made me do it again. And it's tough. Yeah. But I never felt that <clears> way. <throat> I never felt that. I never felt that there was anything physically wrong other than my head. But it was more like, <clears throat> like even in my house, it was almost like a joke. The idea of me having a girlfriend. <laughs> like, like if I ever <laughs> had a girlfriend, like growing up in high school or whatever, my family would have been like, Jimmy has a girlfriend. Like it, it would have been like. I don't know. It would have been like Mike Tyson being elected president. Mike Tyson got elected. I mean, it's that would be the same kind of mentality. Like Jimmy has a girlfriend. Wait a minute, our son Jimmy, like that kind of thing. So, okay. Also, did you notice what Peter was wearing? No, uh -uh. he's wearing like a, a an orange and white striped shirt and with this orange sweater over it that it, it kind of looked like a blazer at first and I'm like why is he wearing a blazer to school but then it turned out to be like a Mr. Rogers sweater kind of thing 
But once again, they're in Los Angeles. Hmm. <laughs> so I don't I really mean, understand. It's like it's hot out too. Cause like later right. they're like washing the car outside. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. <clears throat> right. Well, this right here is where we take our next break. Boom. So Jan thought she had a possible boyfriend, but Demo Marsha, her little slut, tried to steal him from her. And now she isn't happy about her looks at all. Hmm. We'll be back. Yep. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yes, Will I am. Are you ready to bring on the weird? Did you did you just make a Will I am joke? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. I'll allow it. Anyway, we're just a couple of harmless guys digging into weird things we don't know much about. We're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening in the world outside our homes. Do we get things wrong? Without a doubt. Are we learning from those mistakes? Not anytime soon. Are you entertained by the crap we're talking about? Of course. That's why I always listen to the show. You listen? Alright, what, what do you like to listen to about the show? I like aliens, conspiracies, cryptids, NWO, shadow government, you name it. What? Oh, hold on. Do the aliens come from inside the Earth instead of interstellar travel? What made the conspiracy start? Why did that cryptid evolve to do the things it does? Who runs this NWO? Listen in as we dive into all manners of subjects as we bring on the weird. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can listen to clips of our episodes on our YouTube channel. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Cool. Whew. This is a uh, deep one, Jimmy. It this is. This one hits home. I think we need a break. And you know what we should do on break? What? How about some trivia? Trivia time. So today we have six questions. Ooh, six. And I Fun. went ahead and... Um, I went ahead and wrote these questions without looking at your synopsis. Um, so I didn't know okay. exactly what you were going to say. So there might be stuff in here that you already touched on or that you're going to touch on. If so, kudos to you because that means you'll know the answer. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So question number one. Hmm. What subject are they studying in the first scene? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with geography, Jimmy. Ding, 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 ding. Very good. Right. One for one. Question number two. Okay. Again, in the first scene, it seemed like in the first half of this, there was more to deal with, more to work with than the second half. So you'll see a lot of questions <laughs> yeah. from the first half for that reason. In the first half, I'm sorry, the first scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What color is Jan's hair ribbon? Oh God, I have no idea. Um, Let's take a wild guess. Let's go with um, yellow. Close, orange. 
Uh, on this oh, question number three, on a scale mm-hmm. of one to ten, mm-hmm. how okay. much of a bitch was Marsha being to Jan? <laughs> There's an actual answer to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I assume one is not a bitch at all and ten right. is super bitch. Exactly. All right. Um, which time are we talking about? In the the, <laughs> the, the hairbrushing yeah, the scene, hair, or? yeah, the hair scene, yeah. Oh, okay. where she's combing her hair. Um, I personally, I think we're gonna have different answers. Here. I think you're gonna say eleven, but I'm gonna shoot for something more like six or seven. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give it to you, but I, it was ten. But I'll, I'll go ahead and give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. What is Jan's favorite cookie? Oh, God. What, what did Alice say? It's not Alice that says it. Oh, it's Mike that says it. it. Yeah, it was Mike. It was cinnamon cookies. Exactly. Right. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah. I'm not allowed to say ding, ding. <laughs> you can. It's fine. <laughs> I can just cut it out anyway. <laughs> Question number five. Mm-hmm. Who is in charge of the decorations? Oh, see, I did not go over that, but nope. I watched it all. But wait, 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 I almost got it. I know it's Greg. I want to say Greg and Peter. Yeah. Boom. Oh, that nice. was awesome. Because <laughs> I remember thinking, like, why the fuck would he put them in charge of decorating? Like, I feel like they would do better with, I don't know, something else. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, and last question. And I'll go ahead and make this one worth two points if you get this right. No. If you get this right, it'll be worth five points. How about that? Why not make it a hundred? hundred points, yeah, right? <laughs> not including Jan. Okay. How many people are at Jan's party? I knew you were going to ask this. I mean, I didn't know it when I was watching it, yep. so I didn't bother counting. But I knew when we started this, I was like, he's probably, the sixth yep. question is probably, how many people are at the fucking party? Because yep. we talked about that in <laughs> the last party, when it was Peter's hero party. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was uh, Marsha's slumber party. party yeah. Where she yeah. acts like steps on the chips. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't count, but I'm going to guess. Because I remember at Marsha's, I think there was 14 people. Um, I'm going to... Let's go with... Oh, God. Are you counting the family, too? No. Just not Marsha. Or you not see, Jan. Only the people you see pop up and go, surprise. Okay. Gotcha. I'm gonna go with 14. Close. It was 16. <laughs> I'll even give you. I'll give you a bonus question, right? Okay. Excluding Jan, right? Okay. We find out in this episode that one of the sisters is left-handed. Oh, which do we? one? I don't know. I should know because I'm left. I'm a lefty. I always pay attention to that. Yeah. You um, have to look really closely to figure it out. But in, in now you said excluding Jan, or that's is correct, that yeah. a different question? Yeah, is Jan left-handed? Well, it's in the party scene because Jan- they're, they're, everybody's throwing stuff, and this is the only person throwing it with their left hand. Oh, well, that necessarily means she's left-handed. Sure, it does. Not really, because I can throw things with my right hand. I actually throw things better with my right hand. Yeah, but, um, I, but let's- if I throw anything with my left hand, I look like. I look like an idiot. Like it's, <laughs> I can't throw. So you choosing your words carefully. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, Marsha. No, it was Cindy. 
And that's why I say, no, she was pretty much because at that age, I don't think she would have the mentality to go, well, it would look better on camera if I threw it with my left hand. And she throws it really good with her left hand, so homegirl's left hand. Hmm. Okay, so I think you got, like, what, one wrong? I don't know how to keep score. (laughs) But you did pretty good. So, that's the game. All right, cool, cool. All right. Cool. All right, so let's get back into this. When we left off, Jan lost a boyfriend because of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And she was pretty sure it had something to do with her freckles. But turns out that that's not it at all. She is now convinced that she's just ugly and she has no friends. No, <laughs> she's just <laughs> ugly. And there's nothing she can do about it. But see, like the, it, even with that, that kind of bothers me a little bit because she goes in there and she's all up in Marsha's face saying, you stole my boyfriend. Well, then like we find out later yeah. that it was not her boyfriend. Like the only right. the only person, the only way it was it was her boyfriend was in Jan's own head. Like it, it was never her boyfriend. Yeah. So it kind of right. irritated me a little bit when she when that when that all that comes out. I'm like, what the hell? Like she's a little liar. Like it was never her boyfriend. Anyways, you know it's weird that she would just create a boyfriend in her head. Yeah, right. That's, that's weird. strange. I mean, that's almost creepy. foreshadowing. Yeah, right. Even foreshadowing. Even sorry. <laughs> Scene thirteen. <clears throat> Later, we see Mike and Carol calling up to Bobby, who's standing on the stairs to go tell the other kids that dinner is about ready. Bobby asks, what is wrong with Jan? Mike and Carol ask why he asked that. And Bobby says, well, she's acting really weird. First, she rubbed a lemon on her face, and then she started crying. Mike and Carol seem confused, and they decide to go upstairs to see what's going on. It's funny, if you look really closely, you see Bobby run up the stairs, and he turns right, and he turns left, and then immediately, like, stops like, like bef- really kind of before he even passes the corner he's already stopping because it doesn't lead oh, anywhere like yeah. the set ends right there yeah, yeah, yeah. or he doesn't feel like falling 12 feet yeah. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny so. <laughs> Jan is laying on her bed in thought Mike and Carol enter the room Carol says Jan dinner is about ready but Jan just says she's not hungry Mike asks what the problem is Jan refuses to talk about it and says that there is isn't really anything to talk about. Mike insists and says, Jan, you only make it worse keeping it to yourself. Jan sighs and says, nobody understands. Carol insists that they do. She goes on to say, Clark Tyson is just one boy. One of these days you'll meet another one. Mike smiles and says, you sure will. Hundreds of them. Carol continues. (laughs) As Mike's like, you'll have hundreds of them just like your sister. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Carol's like, well, come on now. Yeah. Let's, Pretty soon you'll be dating hundreds crazy. of guys, just like Marsha. Don't, don't give her false hope. Yeah. You'll have tens of guys be interested in you. <laughs> you'll be a slut you just like your sister. <laughs> Carol continues, you mustn't feel left out because you don't have a boyfriend now. Jan lays there thinking for a moment and then smiles, sits up and declares, but I do have a boyfriend. Mike and yeah. Carol... Um, Sorry, I wrote it wrong. Mike and Carol have a small look of shock on their faces, and Mike asks, Oh, you do? Jan goes on, He's one of the nicest boys in the school, and he thinks I'm super cool. Carol smiles and says, That's wonderful, Jan. What's his name? Jan asks, His name? Uh, it's George. Carol then asks, 
George what? Jan frantically looks around the room and says, George, uh, and she spots a a glass sitting on the nightstand and says, glass, George glass. I'll go wash up for dinner. I'm starved. Jan jumps up and leaves the room. Mike and Carol seem confused. And Carol says, a minute ago, she was never going to eat again. Now she's starved and has a new boyfriend. Mike says, well, go figure out. Well, go figure out a woman. Even her size. They both laugh and leave the room. This was in the Brady Munch movie. Yeah. They talk about yeah. George Glass in the second one, I think. Mm-hmm. And also what's what's yeah. what's funny and interesting is um um have you ever gotten into genealogy? Uh, I know you rub like their lamps yeah, and yeah. they come out and you get wishes. Kinda, yeah. Um but this one you have to pay for online and it's about your family. Um but oh, close, yeah. Oh. Um <laughs> You have a genie in your family? Yeah, well, no, on a website. So cool. Um, but uh, I, I started looking into my family history, like ancestry. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I found out that my father was born with the last name Glass. Well, yeah, I yeah. was going to make a joke. I yeah. totally forgot. I was going to say, who the fuck has a last name Glass? Yeah, right. Nobody, what kind of Jimmy? stupid Nobody. name is that? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 He probably tried to lie about his last name and you know, people just saw right through it. <laughs> did you huh? <laughs> I cracked myself up see what you did there oh, that joke was a pain sorry hi alright go ahead oh that's it okay scene 15 next we see Peter smiling really big and holding up a very abstract painting he did and showing it to Mike and Carol Mike says Wow, that's pretty wild. Then Carol asks, what is it? Peter says, a painting. <laughs> Mike says, yeah, well, the idea had occurred to us. Peter laughs and says, I painted it for Jan's birthday for Saturday. Carol smiles and says, oh, she'll love it, Peter. But you might have to explain to her what it is. <laughs> Peter smiles, still holding it and says, it's supposed to be an elephant walking through some woods. Mike and Carol look at it again and Mike says, Oh, of course, it's an elephant. Carol lies her fucking ass off and tells Peter, Oh, sure, I can see it clearly now. She walks over to it and points on the painting and says, I can see the old elephant right there. Peter has a look of disappointment on him and he tells her, That's a clump of trees. Uh, The elephant is right here. And he points to a different section of the painting. Mike looks again and says, Oh, well, in this light, it's kind of hard to see. Then he looks at Mike and goes, Mom would have gotten me. And then just walks out. No, I'm too. Um, (laughs) What's funny is that... I thought that painting was actually pretty decent. You can see the elephant in it. You can see the elephant. Yeah, it was actually really good. It was a good painting of an elephant. What it looked like to me was somebody on the crew had painted an elephant. Mm -hmm. And the director saw it was like, what the fuck is that? Like, well, it's an elephant. Right. But like a 10-year-old is supposed to paint this. Oh, shit. And so they had to scribble all over it. And that's why you could still see the remnants of the elephant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny is in the beginning of the scene, when Carol first sees the picture, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she goes, way out. Instead of far out. Yeah. I just, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Something like, like that. Yeah. It was so funny. I, know, I got a little confused about yeah. that. I was like, I'm not I think it's because, it was. I think oh. it was a typical mom thing. She's like, right <laughs> off, on, mom. Like, oh, sorry, on, right on. Like, it was one of those kind of things. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Scene 16. The next day, Alice is in... Oh, sorry. Carol is in the kitchen cleaning for some reason. (laughs) And Jen enters the room and greets Carol. Carol says, oh, hi, Mark. No, she goes, oh, hi, Jen. How's the new boyfriend? Jen has a what the fuck look on her face like she has no idea what what she had just been asked (laughs) and says, huh? Carol says, George? She then realizes her web of lies and says, oh, terrific. Every day in school, he carries my books and my tray in the cafeteria. He's out of sight, which I thought was a fun little uh, wording right there because she's not lying. Right. That's funny. (laughs) Quick question for you. This is completely off topic, but for some reason, I can't think of this word. Or maybe there's not a word for it, and it's just easier than I think. But it's been bugging me for days that I can't think of the word. You know, like a waitress or a waiter carries something? Mm-hmm. Like they, they have a plate of food, right? right? And maybe some drinks or something on like this tray thing that they carry out. And then they set the tray down and they hand you this stuff. What's that tray called? A tray? Is it just called a tray? Or a platter, maybe? I feel like there's another word for it. I have no idea. I mean, it's I was not never a waitress. It's not like, right? It's not like a waitress word. It's a normal word, like pan. You know, it's right. like you you're not a, a chef, but you know what pan is. You know, it's like a normal yeah. word. I, I feel would like. say a tray. Anyway. Tray doesn't sound right. It's been bothering me for days. Mm-hmm. Why I can't think of it, and I don't know why I feel like there's a word for it that I maybe there's not. Uh, maybe it's just tray. I always know it's tray, like a tray of food. Well, listeners, I'm sure there's people out there that yeah. either think I'm crazy or going, oh, you're more, and it's this, then please write us in. It's like first at 10 minutes about at gmail. what color their fucking eyes are. Now we're talking about waitress trays. <laughs> See, waitress trays doesn't sound right. It's, there's a name for it's that It's going to be some some weird word we've never heard of. No, it's going to be, it's a normal fucking word. No, it's I like pan no or glass or... Tree, you know, it's like but we're just not thinking of it. No idea. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Just then, Mike comes home from work. He greets Jane with a big hug, and she leaves to go upstairs. And did you know? <laughs> you notice that Mike slaps up them. He 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 racks up them ass slaps again. Well, that was more back slaps than it was uh, ass slaps. It was kind of low. So that's six more slaps really on the study ass. Study it too hard. I mean, I, I paused it and rewound it like 38 times. Like, right, I was well, like, then yes, you know better than no, me then. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But I, I saw it, I'm like, what the hell? Is he slapping her on the ass again? Like, he slaps every kid on the ass. I don't know why. And so I rewound it just to count <laughs> how many times he does it, because we keep track of that. So that's six more slaps. Yeah. Something we're tracking. Yeah. And also, like... <clears throat> I mean, if, as a parent, because we, we discuss a lot of the things on this from a parenting perspective. Um, yeah. If my daughter started doing this, like I wouldn't. It's not necessarily like concerning concerning behavior, right? I wouldn't worry too much about it. No, I mean, this is age. no different than an imaginary friend, correct? I guess I really have zero experience when it comes to imaginary friends. Oh, like, you never had one. I never had an imaginary. No, no. and I, I've, my kids have never had them. I don't really know much about them. When I was a kid, I used to pretend like I was friends with famous people. So, like they were, <laughs> they were imaginary friends, but they were famous people. 
So I would act like I was outside mm. hanging out with a bunch of famous people. So that's why I love going to comic book conventions because you actually get to meet them. And it's like, hey, I hung out with you <laughs> when I was a child, but you didn't know it. Yeah. yeah. Remember when we used to hang out outside in my tree in front of my house? <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, at least it's like real people, but it's just an imaginary. <laughs> they just weren't a weirdo like Jan. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, scene 17. <clears throat> she stopped by Greg and Peter. What? Oh, oh, this is where it started from the last scene. Just then Mike comes in and Jen with a big hug and she leaves to, leaves to go upstairs. Right. Jen is now stopped by Greg and Peter at the stairs and Peter asks what George looks like, which is a weird question. Who would ask that? Like, hey, what does your boyfriend look like? Like, that's weird. Well, I mean, it would be like if me and you were still at Kennedy... And you were like, yeah, I got this girlfriend, and she's in band. And I'm like, really? What's her name? Uh, Georgia? Georgia Pan. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Yeah. And so I go over Georgia? and look in there, and I'm like, hey, man. Do you, <laughs> do you know a girl named Georgia in band? No. So I look in band, I'm like, I know all these people's names. Then I would come back to you and be like, what does she look like? I guess. Maybe so. All right, mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, you know, Peter asks what he what he looks like, and she responds with, "Oh, he's sort of tall, dark, and handsome." Greg then asks the real questions: How come you never said anything about him before? Mm-hmm. June says, "I don't go around blabbing. What's so unusual about having a new boyfriend?" Greg says, "It just seems funny. You <laughs> you never said anything about it." Right. Peter then asks, "Yeah." How come he never, he never phones or anything? Jan says, don't worry, he will. She then walks upstairs. Scene 18. Jan then enters into the master bedroom where there is apparently a desk and a phone of which I have never seen before. It threw me for a second. I was like, where the hell are they? Like, <laughs> what room is this? I, was, I saw her come in and say, I'm like... I was like, wait a second, where the fuck is she at? Right. And then I saw the brick behind her. I'm like, that's the master bed. I had to rewind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the master bedroom. Like, that's that room, that desk has never been in there before. So, this is the new piece of furniture I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she picks up the phone and calls the operator and says, Hello, operator. Will you call back on 7620799? There may be something wrong with our bell. Thank you. She then hangs up the phone and walks out. This operator must take forever to call back. Because Homegirl has time to run all the way downstairs. And we know from the TV show where they renovate the house that this is a 6,000 square foot house. So she has time (laughs) to run from the master bedroom all the way downstairs to the kitchen before the phone even rings. So well, she wasn't even technically all the way downstairs yet. She was coming down the stairs. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. It's really the time it takes to leave the room and go down the hall. Right. So yeah, but yeah. All right. Scene nineteen. Now we see Greg and Peter hanging out around the kitchen in the living room. The phone rings. Greg goes to answer it, but Jan runs interception on him and says she'll get it. She grabs the phone and says, "Hello, this is Jan." Oh, hi, George. It's so thoughtfully for you to call. And then, uh, excuse me, George. She then takes the phone away from her face and says to Greg and Peter, who are listening in, do you mind? This is a personal phone call. 
Mike sees this and shoes the boys away and into the kitchen. I, I gotta give kudos to Greg. I don't know if you noticed, but well, <laughs> Greg picks up a pan and he's smelling it. Like he, he lifts the, the lid off the pan and he's sniffing and he's got a nose in it. And Mike comes up behind him and slaps him on the back of the head with like a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I saw and that. Greg does the best, like and of course it's very vaudevillish, very you can tell it was like yeah. one of those those you know, exaggerated reaction, but he kind of did one of those jerk things, like it startled him, you know? It, I, it was like mm -hmm. the perfect timing on both of their parts. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write it down because I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 20. Later at dinner, Marsha is telling a story about a boy at school. Mike laughs and says, are you talking about Gordon? Marsha says, oh, dad. I'm talking about Tommy. Carol says, oh, Mike, you are out of it. Gordon was weeks ago. Greg adds, you got to have a computer to keep up with all of her boyfriends. Wait, they have computers back then? <laughs> of course they did. Jim then jumps up and says, oh, we forgot the pickles. She walks over to the phone in the kitchen and calls the operator again to have them call back, and she hangs up the phone and heads back, into the, back to the table. Alice stops her and says, hey, where are the pickles? Jan says, I guess we're out of them. And she goes back to the table. Alice has a look in her face like, the fuck we are. Don't tell me I don't do my job, little girl. Her face said all of that. Yeah, She's yeah. a very good actor. <laughs> As Jan sits down, the phone rings, and she jumps up and says, oh, I'll get it. She answers the phone and says, hello. Oh, hi, George. Sure, I can talk. She looks over and sees Alice enter the kitchen and says, loud enough for her to hear, it's so sweet of you to call George. Alice hears this and backs out. She reports the info that Jan is on the phone with George to the entire table. Marcia says, boy, is he giving her the rush <laughs> or whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> the rush, that's funny. I don't know what the fuck that means. I assume like it's like, I didn't know either. I guess it's like, He's like bothering her a lot, you know, like, hey, I really like you. Hey, be my girlfriend, like trying to rush is, her into a, like a relationship. Is that like another word for penis? <laughs> Boy, see, you have an early rush, it. if you know what I mean. Maybe it's a, like a venereal disease. Sorry. Or like <laughs> blood rushing to his penis. Maybe that's, Maybe what, that's what it means. means. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Weird. I don't know. Hmm. Did you I notice that, that there's... 1970s jazz talk. Huh? Did you notice that there's no place setting for Alice? Yeah, I've thought about that today, too. I was actually thinking, like, when does she ever eat? Like, we, we rag on Alice a lot, but, you know, in later episodes and in movies that come out, you know, subsequently from the series, mm -hmm. you know, they make it very clear that Alice is part of the family and that they talk about it. Yeah. Even after the show, if you see any of the interviews, they she was included in the cast and was treated like family kind of thing. And um, it's just kind of funny that if she's if she's treated like family that they don't mm -hmm. let her sit at the table and eat with them you know what I mean right like it's normal yeah. for Carol to go out and help her cook yet she's not allowed to eat with them like I can understand if you have some kind of <laughs> dinner party or something and your boss is over be like you know I, I get it but if it's just a normal night for yeah. dinner you won't let the, the housekeeper sit and eat with you like what kind of fucked up shit is that <laughs> no. like she not only like doesn't sit with them, she serves them. I mean, like, she has to. Stuff out. Yeah, she has to sit in the kitchen and eat by herself. That's fucked up. Like, like just mm -hmm. let her sit she with probably you. Eats before deal? everybody else, and like in the kitchen before everybody else, and prepares. Yeah, it's probably like thirty minutes before like dinner time. She sits down. 
She probably sits probably and cries eats on the and fly. Eats. <laughs> yeah, and talks about like I should have like accepted that wedding proposal when I was right, seven. Yeah. And yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's sad. Um anyway, scene twenty one. Mike is in his den doing God's work when Carol pops in and says, You know how crazy Jan is about George? Well, why don't we invite him to his birthday to her birthday party? No, you had it that right. That way she'll have Sorry. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> that way she'll have double surprise. Mike lights up and says, Hey, that's a good idea. But how are we gonna find George without letting Jan know? Carol says, Right. Hmm. We'll all round up the other kids and put them on his trail. Boom. Boom. Scene 22. Now we see Carol sitting at her at her new desk in the master bedroom, writing a letter or something. I, I damn sure no, it ain't bills that she's paying. <laughs> <laughs> Peter then walks in and says, hi. Carol asks how it went tracking down George today. Peter says, I couldn't find him. No George in Jan's class. Hmm. Mike is in his den, and he spots Marsha and asks about finding George. Marsha says, it's a mystery, Dad, really. Mike says, what do you mean? Marsha goes on, I checked in the attendance office, and there's no George Glass in the whole school. Mike has a look of confusion and defeat. <laughs> Which, this kind of, like, weird here. So, this kind of made me think, like, Marsha... Well, first of all, Marsha is in... What grade is she in? I guess she's still in middle school, and Jan's still in elementary. Right. So, well, we know earlier in this season that Greg was, what, 15? When he was trying to save up money for a car? Mm. I don't know. 14, 15? And I think he was slightly older than Marsha, so I would say she's probably 14, one or 15. I think he's a year older than her, and I think, Mm. yeah. But Jan and Marsha go to two different schools. And she went and checked in the attendance office, assuming at her school, you know, at Jan's Mm. school. And can she just walk in and go, hey, like, is there like some like faculty member that maybe owes Marsha a favor, if you know what I mean? If she, if if you remember back in the 70s, the the school we went to was junior high. And sometime in the early 80s, it transitioned into a middle school. Okay. So... If they're going to a junior high, then it's possible yeah. for her to be like in sixth or seventh grade and Marsha to be in ninth grade and then going to the same school. True. Either way, let's get around that. Let's get her in the attendance office now. How does she get that information from faculty? Like, mm-hmm. did she just like, hey, I'm just going to check the records and see if you have somebody, uh, uh, you know, That's a, a student point. that goes here. Yeah. I mm. mean, this is before like, HIPAA or whatever, right? I wonder so. if they had something like, remember when they had slave for a day at, at Kennedy Middle School? <laughs> you mean student of the day? Yeah. Well, they just made you do like filing and stuff. So um, yeah. maybe they had something like that where she volunteered in the office. Uh, maybe. Hmm. <clears throat> Scene 24. A while later, Carol and Greg walk into Mike's den where he is continuing his work. Carol says, Well, Mike, the mystery about George deepens. Greg says, I covered this whole area and there's no George Glass on this part of town. Mike thinks and says, well, that's strange. Greg apologizes and leaves the room. Carol looks at Mike and says, Mike, are you thinking the same thing I'm thinking? Mike grunts and says, "Mm mm-hmm. There's no George Glass, period. 
Carol says, exactly. Mike sighs and asks, why? Why this problem with boys? She's bright and attractive. And then they both laugh and go, sorry, we have to say that we're parents. I, I definitely know. felt yeah. like that line was was written because it to me, you know, you've written scripts. I've written scripts. We've both performed scripts. And to me, that line sounded extremely out of place. Like to me, it, it didn't sound like the way parents normally talk. Yeah. Well, like referring to their children as being attractive. Well, I mean, in that context. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't understand why they'd be like, I don't know what the problem is with boys. She's bright and attractive. Okay, well, why do you want your daughter to date boys so bad? Like, why is that a problem? Why are you concerned? Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. I don't know. So Carol says, I wish I knew. We'd have to ask a boy. Mike and Carol both get the same idea and look at each other. Also, I have to say that my dog is snoring really loud right now, so if it's picking up on the mic, I apologize. Um, but, like, my parents, I don't know about how your mom was, but my parents were never worried about me have, not having a girlfriend. <laughs> like, yeah. like, up until I was no, in 11th grade. my mom was grade, never concerned. My mom never questioned why I didn't have a girlfriend, so... This is just all foreign to me. They, I, they, I doubt they ever had the conversation. Well, what's wrong with Jimmy and girls? He's bright and attractive. I, I doubt that sentence was ever said. <laughs> so it's just weird for me to hear them say it. Like, well, she's ten. Yeah. Like, well, why are you so worried about her dating already at ten? <laughs> yeah. All right. Scene twenty-five. Next, we see old Clark Tyson sitting at the kitchen table, and Carol's feeding him pie a la mode. And he asks, "What do you want to ask me, Mrs. Brady?" <laughs> Because cell phones haven't been invented yet, but there are people that know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of creepy. Carol's you want to come inside and have some pie? <laughs> right. Carol says, well, Clark, we've been curious about something. And since you're in Jan's class, we thought you'd be able to tell us. Clark says, I'll try. Carol goes on. It's about Jan. Um, how do the boys feel about her? <laughs> Clark then lifts his hands, cups them, and says, like this, usually at recess. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't do that. Usually um, on the titties. Sorry. <laughs> now, Clark actually says, they all like her. Carol smiles really big and asks, they do? Clark goes on to say, yeah, she's a real good guy. Carol, confused, says, guy? Clark, Jan is a girl. Clark says, yeah, but she doesn't look too much like one. She doesn't wear groovy clothes and all that kind of stuff. Carol thinks about what he said and says, hmm, you don't say. You know, I have a friend like this. Her name is Ada. I used to work with her. And um, yeah. and it's funny because we I used to say the sentence to her all the time, like, well, you're not a girl, you're Ada. Because she was like one of the guys. She hung out with me and a bunch of other guys at work. And... and um, yeah, it was just funny, you know, because we kind of treated her the way they're treating Jan right now. So, hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe she wore groovy clothes and all that stuff. Well, it's funny. She came to me one time and said she was getting ready for work. And, uh, like, I used to go up to her and be like, what the hell are you wearing? And this was, like, this was only, like, five years ago. Like, this was recently. I, this wasn't as a kid. I'd be like, what the hell are you wearing? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're wearing a skirt? Like, that's what girls wear. Like, what's your problem? She's like, oh, right, I keep forgetting. So she said one morning she was getting ready for work, and her, she started laughing. She woke up her husband. Her husband was like, what are you laughing at? She's like, I just, 
I feel so gay putting this on. Like, <laughs> this way it said it so many times. It's just funny. Anyways. Hmm. Hmm. Scene 26. Later, we see Marcia and Peter cleaning the family car out back. And Clark is hanging out outside, too, because when he was told Marcia is outside washing the car, he had something different in his mind. <laughs> he is disappointed. Just then, Mike comes out with his Super 8 camera and has... Um, and as soon as Marcia sees it, uh, she gets super dramatic and says, Dad, no pictures. I look terrible. And she runs behind the car door to hide. Mike tells her that he won't even have her in the shot. Mike points the camera towards the sliding glass door and says, Okay, you can come on out, Jan. Jan walks out wearing a blue dress and with a white bow on it. Clark sees her and stops in his tracks with his jaw on the floor. Peter and Marcia see her and smile. Jan walks over to Clark, and Clark says, Gee, I didn't even know it was you. Jan looks awkward and says, Yeah, the dress is kind of dumb, isn't it? Clark says, What's so dumb about it? I think it's cool. Jan smiles and asks if he likes it. Clark says he does. He does like it and says, You make a great-looking girl. Jan smiles even bigger and says, Gee, thanks. Everyone on the back porch, Peter, Marsha, Mike, and Carol, are all smiling. Okay, why the hell is Mike running a video camera? <laughs> I don't know. I, I always wanted that, That too. was one like, of those extra things. Gonna, like, why? Like, I'll say, is this going to come back later, like, for something? No. I don't think so. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't, that's one of those things was just, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just, like, one of those things, like... This is the first time she's worn a dress. I'm trying. To, well, uh-huh. I mean, she wore one at the wedding. I that mean, would be like like one of the kids hanging upside down from the swing set. It's just pointless. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing Clark said too. He's like, I didn't even know she was a girl. She doesn't even hang upside down on the swing set. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I like your other youngest daughter, Bobby. Though she's cute. <laughs> uh, scene twenty-seven. Later, I guess, somehow, sometime, who knows, Jen comes walking to the front door wearing the same dress. <laughs> and the living room is decorated for a party, and all of her friends and family are in there hiding, and they jump out and yell surprise when she walks in the door. She comes running down and greets everyone as they throw streamers. Oh, all over her. <laughs> as they throw streamers <laughs> all over. Clark walks over to her and wishes her a happy birthday. Jen walks over to Mike and Carol and says, Mom, Dad, it's terrific. I couldn't have been more surprised. Mike says, yeah, one thing, though. How about George? I like how he calls her out. And, like, she, yeah, he already he knows she's lying about it. And, like, at her birthday party, at her surprise birthday party, he's like, yeah. so where's George at? And not only Let's that, go. but a surprise birthday party that's supposed to cheer her up. I know. That's the whole purpose of this party is to cheer up. Let's and he's like, remember that thing about you making up a boyfriend? <laughs> like, Let's talk about it now in front of all your yeah. friends. <laughs> Why when she's at the happiest? By the way, about George. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's so messed up. <laughs> Jane smiles and says, oh, it doesn't even matter. I've given George up. To me, he doesn't even exist anymore. Mike and Carol look at each other and smile. Like at this point, like I'm, I'm kind of siding with Jan. Like I'm, I'm starting to go over to Team Jan. You know what I mean? Like because the more <laughs> we get into these, the more I don't like Marsha, 
And the more I totally <laughs> see where Jane's coming from, 100%. When she's like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I'm like, I know, right? Like, um, But yeah, this is the scene where we find out that Cindy's left-handed. Because she totally throws streamers with her left hand. Yeah. And she does it with, like, she does it all the time. It's, she doesn't look like, eh, like, you know, most people would. Um, and, and I don't know if you noticed, but Greg is literally the only male in the room with not without a suit jacket on. Instead, he's got, like, this butterfly collar thing going on with it unbuttoned, like, three buttons down. It's like, what the hell is he wearing? Like, why isn't he wearing a suit jacket like everybody else is? Like, even the dad is. Yeah, can we talk about that? Like, yeah. At these parties all the time, all the kids, like, like back if you remember when Peter was a hero, he had to throw a party for himself, which right. is ridiculous. <clears throat> but he gets all dressed up. <laughs> <clears throat> he gets all dressed up, wears a suit and tie, and they they do that in the show, like, all the time. They all get suit and tied up. Yeah. <laughs> tied up. They all get suited up for, like, these kids' parties. Like, why? Yeah, yeah. I remember getting dressed up for school dances at Kennedy. Because I didn't know what I was supposed to be wearing. Well, when you say dressed up, you mean like you put on jeans and a clean no, t-shirt? No, I put like slacks and a polo shirt on. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought damn, I was supposed to dress up. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think I do remember doing that too. I'm not sure. And if people were, if the girls were really lucky, I put on a rayon shirt mm-hmm. or a silk shirt. Oh, shit. Ooh, damn. And put some of that polo on too. Fuck that! I put or, on Jakar, 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 Polo. Yeah, Jakar Polo. Hell yeah. to the yeah. end. Yep. Never had a girlfriend to my senior year. Exactly, because right. that shit worked. Scene twenty. <laughs> scene twenty-eight. <laughs> Last scene. Later, the party continues, and Carol is dishing out cake, and Mike is plating ice cream. Mike says to Carol, "Well, I think the party is a swinging success." Carol looks around and says, yep, two down and one to go. Mike looks at her and says, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Carol says, well, first Marsha had a boyfriend problem. Then it was Jan. Cindy is next. Mike says, Cindy's only eight years old. She won't even be interested in boys for a couple weeks at least. <laughs> Carol's like, have you seen what she wears? No. <laughs> Mike laughs and looks up, and just as he looks up, Cindy is sitting with a boy at the party. The boy is whispering in her ear. Cindy then giggles. Mike then says to Carol, I think I'd like to amend that prediction. And then they both laugh. (laughs) It's funny because in the scene, they give Clark some cake. And Clark has this look on his face like, bitch, you better give me more cake. (laughs) She gives him the tiniest sliver of cake. It's such a small oh, yeah, it's little not. thing. And he has this look on his face like, gee, thanks. You know, he's finally away from his Mitch, parents. Didn't you just have Pyala mode like an hour ago? Exactly, yeah. And also, uh, it was funny because Carol, you know, tries the cake. And Mike is like, hey, have you yeah. tried the cake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says the line. She goes, thick and rich and gooey, just like I like it. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was funny. Like that describes Mike to a T because he's you know he's rich. <laughs> you know, but going back to that a couple of scenes ago where right. she comes in for the party and they go surprise, yeah. right? Like where the fuck did she go? Where did you? Is that the same day? Like is that like an hour later? Like after the whole like. Uh, like after question. the dress scene with Clark in the backyard, she's wearing the dress. 
Yeah. And then she'd go, okay, Jan, why don't you go walking for a couple hours and then come through the front door? Yeah, because her parents are in the house. And she's wearing the same dress. Right. So did they just send her away for a couple hours and go come in there, you know, why do you, why are you sending me away? I don't know. Go look for George, you know, or whatever. Right. Like, I hear George is down the street. Go find right. him. Don't come back until you have George and you're holding your hand. Yeah. Yeah, they probably could have edited that better. I don't know. Or at least they were coming in, coming in with someone like Carol or something like that. So now it shows, oh, Carol took her somewhere. Right. So they all prepared. But she came in by herself, which I mean, is weird. Unless the whole premise was that they lure her into the backyard and do the camera stuff. To give the well, no, the kids don't. the The kids are outside as well. Not all of them, though. No, just Peter and Marsha. And Peter's supposed to be partially in charge of decorations. Yeah, but I mean that means Alice and Greg would have been in the house decorating. That's a lot of decorations. Alice probably did everything anyway. Right. (laughs) So I mean, I guess it's possible that they lure her outside to do the whole videotaping thing. While all the kids arrived and set up the decorations. And then he had her go around to the front door outside. I don't know, that seems weird. But, but I mean, the vantage point that they were in, they would have seen the front, the, the living room through the anti-Alice room. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the episode. Yay. Yay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, that was a good one. That was interesting. That was an iconic one. For sure. If that you've seen the Brady Bunch episode. movie, what I was getting at earlier, if any of you have seen the, the remakes of the Brady, the parody Brady Bunch movies, um, I think it's the second one. <laughs> they had an awesome scene where Marsh is on a date at, at some burger place or whatever, and Jan brings, quote unquote, George Glass on a date, and it's just a mannequin. And <laughs> it's, she doesn't even try to disguise it as like a normal person. And she's like trying to sit down with it, and the, the arms are falling off and stuff. And it's just, it's a ridiculous scene, but it's a play off of this. It's pretty funny. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Jimmy, you want to tell our viewers, not our viewers, our listeners, what's coming up on the next episode? Yes. Next episode is season two, episode 10, The Tattletale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was also talked about in one of the movies as well. Everyone is mad at Cindy. Because she is a tattletale, but she doesn't lean her her lean. <laughs> Sorry, learn lean learn. But she say. doesn't learn her lesson until she accidentally tattles on the wrong person. Uh oh. Yeah. So this should be a good one. And if any of you don't like it, I'm telling. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, another kind of famous episode because they make fun of this in the movies too. So. Did you really just correct it? Like I already said it. <laughs> I know I did. It bothers me. If it's it funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm wondering if if Mike does the same speech that the father in the movie gives. He doesn't. He no. doesn't. And I, I really wish that he would have. Yeah. I mean, not. Well, I wish it would have been on the original episode, right, but right, right. it's not because that was really it's a really famous scene. And when you remember it, you think, oh, that's from the show. But right. no, it's from the movies. Because is that the tale you want to tell? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, remember, yeah. Like mm-hmm. the famous line. Yeah. Um. But he doesn't. At least I don't remember that he does. I don't think he does. Yeah. <clears throat> Anywho. So that should be a good one. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, you know what we did here? We had a good time today. We make fun of things. We make fun of people. We make fun of everybody. But we're not like racist. We're not sexist. We do enjoy the show, and we just love doing this. That's right. We're just assholes. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. You know, like I've said, like I say every episode, these, you know, aren't easy to put together. You know, they take a couple of hours of writing. Um, and if, you know, we really felt that way you know the, our jokes aren't that funny <laughs> so we wouldn't sit here and write hmm. two hours worth of stuff or sitting here and write stuff for two hours for lame jokes like we tell so it's it's all because we <laughs> like the show it's because we love the show we love filmmaking we love nostalgic filmmaking we love you know old school stuff and we love old school techniques and writing and directing and all that kind of stuff and we just find this whole thing interesting how they put these shows together so if you disagree right, with how Jimmy. we do this, we apologize. Um, you can go suck on an egg. <laughs> there, are, There is another, and I, I mean, you can cut this out if you want. There is another Brady Bunch podcast out there that probably is a little bit more nostalgic based, uh, which is not really what we're doing. We're kind of uh, trying to make it appeal to a newer audience. We're kind of seeing, comparing it to how it stands up today, as opposed to sitting back going, oh, remember when we watched this, you know, that we, we weren't alive then. Like neither yeah. me or Tech were alive when this show came out. So for us, it's not nostalgic. For us, it's a show that's always been on television since we were kids, and you can still watch it in syndication. Yeah. So, I mean, we watched it growing up, but it wasn't new. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> Scooby-Doo. You know what I mean? It's on syndication. It was on syndication when we were kids. It's still on syndication now. You know, there was never a time where we're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, Tech, it's Monday night. Let's sit and watch the Brady Bunch. Like, that never that doesn't, <laughs> yeah. that never happened to us. So, for those of you that it did, mm-hmm. that's awesome that you have that. But that's not what this show's about. That We never went through that. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? I do not believe so. All right. Well, thanks for uh, checking out this week. And we will see you next week with an all-new episode, Heck The yes. Tattletale. And as uh, for a very Brady podcast, I have been Tack. And I have been Jimmy, and you can roll the, that music stuff that plays at the end of the podcast. Yep. Damn. See ya. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. Or you can give us a call and leave a voicemail at 804 446 1901. Once again, that's 804 446 1901, and we'll play it on the show. And also, head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also, there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun, join in on the conversation, post memes, do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Very Brady Podcast. Until then, this has been A Very Brady Podcast, and have a sunshine day.
You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.